Design Guy, Episode 26. Design Guy here. Welcome to the show. This is the program that explores timeless principles of design and explains them simply. In our last episode, we took up the principle of balance, and to lay the groundwork for this discussion, we introduced the phrase optical weight, which in a nutshell describes the phenomenon of how elements on a page seem to have visual gravity. And depending on their size and depending on their value, value which refers to their relative lightness or darkness, an element can appear either light in weight or heavy. And in the balancing beam that is our page, this influences our perceptual sense of balance. Today I'd like to introduce the idea first of symmetrical balance, also referred to as formal balance. And as the name implies, this kind of balance has an even symmetry, or a mirror image distribution of elements on the page with relation to the central axis. So like the appearance of a butterfly or a Rorschach test, one of those ink blots folded perfectly in half, we often have a perfect parity and a close left-hand, right-hand shape equivalence. Now, this doesn't mean that we necessarily have identical objects on either side of that central axis, but we've got similarity in terms of numbers and sizes and value of the objects. And they're more or less arranged in that mirror image fashion. Now, the simplest example of this is the center justification of type. When we center justify type on a page, we clearly see that mirror image shape occurring. In other words, whether the measure of a line of type is long or short, their position will correspond to that central axis. So if we squint at a page of justified type, we'll discern kind of a grayish mass with identical contours on each side. And again, it's kind of like that Rorschach or inkblot uh, looking form. So here we have an example of type brought into formal balance. Now, the more thoughtful typographers among us employ formal balance with purpose in mind. They have a reason for employing it. But to understand that purpose, one has to appreciate some of the implications of formal balance. If we take a wedding invitation, for example, it seems that they're always center justified, which tends to befit these very formal, somewhat decorative documents. And because they are center justified or formally balanced, we get kind of a tranquil, sedate effect out of it. Formal balance just feels safe and stable to us. And the reason it does, the idea behind it, is that everything is equal. Everything is in an equilibrium. And what that implies to us is actually a static state. There's no movement that's implied by stasis or equilibrium. Like a pyramid, it's actually a very stable form. And yet if you think about it, It's not always exciting to play it safe. Things that are static in a state of equilibrium or stasis with no implied motion can become quite boring, actually. So when it comes to layout decisions, we'll want to reserve formal balance for material that's suited to this type of arrangement. And oftentimes that will make sense for conservative kinds of things, like those wedding invitations. Formal balance is also often where we start as beginners at design. 
Because it just feels safer for us to balance elements in this manner, we tend to use it more when we're starting out. We do what a friend of mine calls the matchy-matchy thing, and it's out of insecurity. We're balancing elements on the right and left sides of the page because, well, we're afraid to do otherwise. Our instincts haven't been trained to create more dynamic arrangements because we're insecure about venturing away from our symmetry. But there's a lot more to say about balance. We'll have to get to that next time. We'll stop here for now with this definition and some of these implications of formal balance, as we've just described, and we'll venture into some other ideas about balance in the next episode. But I thank you again for listening, and I want to especially thank the good folks at Apple for featuring this program on their iTunes Store podcast homepage last week. That was a wonderful surprise. And if you're enjoying these shows, I'd ask you to leave a comment at the podcast homepage at iTunes, which is probably the best way to get the word out and encourage others to actually subscribe. But thank you again for tuning in, and I hope to have you back next time.